personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lee, who will help you get started in building your real estate empire. Grow your self-confidence, find your grit, and get the skills needed to dominate the real estate world. This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee. Memes. Memes. I wake up this morning. I don't know when my friends are up doing these things, but I get a text. This is how I wake up in the morning. I get a text. Out of nowhere, I just get a text that says, if you are driving alone in your car with a mask on, you don't need a Biden sticker. We already know. And I'm, I'm, I, I get this. I'm like, I work with this guy. Like we, we do business together. And I say to myself, how do you respond to a politicized, polarizing text? Now, just to be clear, when I drive by someone that's wearing a mask in their car, I'm thinking to myself one of few things. Ready? Number one, here's what I'm thinking. They were in a store and forgot that their mask is on. That's possible. Number two, they had stuff in their hands and they forgot to take their mask off and they might have kids yelling at them or otherwise and they didn't take their mask off. Number three, they felt like their hands were dirty and they didn't, or the mask was dirty and they didn't want to touch it and they didn't have any Purell with them. I don't think I've ever read, just so we're clear, and I read a lot, that Biden supporters wear masks in the car. I don't know why anyone wears masks in the car unless you're driving with someone else and then maybe you're wearing a mask for that person's perspective. But you get a text like this, and I love the guy that wrote a text like this. And when you do business with someone that sends you a text like this, like, what do you say back? What do you say back? I get a text like this from someone else, again, this morning, before I even wake up. It's a picture of a pumpkin, and it says, the Trumpkin. Orange on the outside, hollow on the inside. And it should be thrown out in November. And I say to myself, that's politicized. That's antagonistic. That, what are these people looking for? Are they looking for a fight? Are they looking for someone to go rah-rah back to them? So the question I have, and I don't know the answer to this. Maybe you do. I, I, I don't know. And I look at having a microphone as my therapy session. Like it's cheaper than calling my therapist. How does that make you feel? Well, I'm going to tell you how it makes me. <laughs> it makes me feel very anxious. And I'm going to tell you why. Because... First of all, you don't know if the person's setting you up, if they agree with it or don't agree with it. Second of all, if they're your client or customer or coworker, you don't want to alienate them, or maybe you do. Maybe you're just the type of idiot that likes to start fights with people. But I personally like to live in a no drama zone. Have you ever heard of this? A drama free zone. This is my motto in life. Like, will I do drama if I'm getting paid for it? Sure. Like, you want to pay me to take on your drama? Like, I feel like a painter is a drama taker on her. Like, if you've ever painted a ceiling and done the lines and went outside the lines and you use the painter's tape, which never seems to stick perfectly. Always falls off. It, oh, and it, the paint always gets underneath. I feel like a painter is saying, really what they're saying is, you pay me to take on your drama, your stress, your anxiety of painting the house. I feel like a delivery man. Someone who delivers milk, they come in and they get yelled at about the milk being spoiled, not on the right date, not being delivered fast enough. They're taking on drama. Myself, a lawyer. Someone says to me, I never have someone call me up, ring, ring, ring. I never have them call me up and say, Lieb, it's a fabulous day. I just want to give you money to be happy. <laughs> they always call me up. How and they find those jobs? They always call me up with problems. Most jobs are you're solving someone else's headache. 
You're going to spend your time so they don't have to spend their time. You're going to spend your stress so they don't have to spend their that's stress. That's called a service provider. Yeah, so that's a service provider. So I get when you have to do certain things because you're a service provider. But when it comes to me not getting paid, I don't want to provide a service. And I think the number one service is taking on someone's drama. So I want to live in what's called a drama-free zone. I hope you guys accept this. It's a good thing to do. Like my best friend. No, Frank, no, Lenny, no, Mike. We're not talking about you guys. We're talking about the tree in my backyard that never talks back to me. That's my best friend. It's my drama-free zone. Like, I sit there. I can have a cigar with the tree. It sometimes has a little acorn come down. It gives me presents. Like, no one gives me a present. Like, it's a very nice tree. And so I say to myself, I wake up in the morning, and I, I, I look at my phone, and that's my first mistake. I remember a world where we didn't have these stupid text messages when we wake up. Oh my God. Like what's with these people that are waking up at what six in the morning to send me a text that says Trumpkin? Like what is going on with your life? Like get a freaking hobby man. Like it's that anxiety that you spoke about before. People are just going nuts right now and I'm hoping that it's all over after the election. So what are you supposed to do when you get a text like this? So I, I don't want to alienate them. I don't want to blow them off. I don't want to fight with them and tell them why I disagree with them. Like I could have sent this text back. I found this text, Kermit the Frog. I get all my information from Kermit. So if you, if you disagree with this, then you disagree with Kermit the Frog. And Miss Piggy has your number. I just Muppets want you to know. Take Manhattan, one of the all-time best movies. No one messes with Miss Piggy. She will rock your world with an elbow drop on your head. Here's what he writes. Kermit, saying that wearing a mask during a pandemic is living in fear is like saying that using mitts, oven mitts, means you're afraid of the oven. That's what Kermit tells you. So, like, I could send a text back like that and give my own meme and fight back and forth or send one that encourages this. Yeah, we could have a meme fight or I could or I could send a meme that agrees or I could give a thumbs up. What is the proper... Where's Emily Post? Ooh, like Emily, text section. Yeah, I want... Well, not even a text session. Uh, uh, te- I said section. Um, section. I... Uh, not only a text, but a political text. I want to know when you get a polarizing political text from someone you work with. It's one thing if it's your crazy uncle. If it's your crazy uncle, tell him off. It's more fun in family to tell off the crazy. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's listening being like, yes, I got that crazy uncle. Love to tell him off. I do have a crazy uncle and it is most fun at family events, but I usually need at least three cocktails before we start this up. But I always mess with him just because crazy uncle deserves to get messed with. But if it's someone you work with, a client, a customer, or a referral source, and you get a politicized text, what are you supposed to do in response? What do you write in response? And I'm at a loss. Do you have any ideas, Lauren? I'm so bad at this because I'm that person that unfollows everybody. Like I'm very, I, I, I'm down to only a couple people just because I find that every time I go on social media, it's so polarized. And then when people post what other people post and they share those things, I unfollow every, I'm just an unfollower. Well, here's why I want to know what you think because you're a mom, right? You have kids. I got kids. Yeah, and so I've learned of this thing called the mom code. I don't know if you know about the mom code. I was reading about it in the post this week. The post has this thing says, mom code movement urges mothers not to have kids tested for COVID-19. And I figured there might be something with the mom code, the mom code, you're a mom. I... Guys, gents, my man, do you always feel like these women are in like cahoots together? Like they have secret meetings somewhere where they're all aligned they, on the same are. page? There definitely are meetings. They're called Facebook mom groups. And then people go to the park. They go to different places. They go get drinks. 
and they definitely conspire against everybody else. So I just want to understand, first of all, we're going to go to the mom code movement urges mothers not to have kids tested for COVID-19. I don't understand that at all. Maybe you could explain that in a second, but is there a mom code? I just want to understand your husband, you're a mom. I imagine you have a husband, maybe you have a wife, maybe you're a lesbian mom, but you have a, you you, are my husband. So your husband comes to you and says, Hey, I got this text with the Trumpkin from my coworker, from my boss, uh, from, from my boss. What do I text back? Like, what is, should I send a sunshine? You know what I did with one of the people? I did a unicorn with a rainbow prancing. I felt like. What does that even mean? Well, that was the whole you, point. No, I bet you that means something. Oh, I, I didn't mean it to mean anything. I, no, I, I bet you Google it. it. I'm sure it means something that you didn't intend. Oh, well, <laughs> I intended it to be the most outrageous and stupid thing I could find on memes just so I could just shut him up and be like, so he's sitting there. I don't understand what this guy did. Like, is that what you do? Do you send something? I usually find a topic that has nothing to do with whatever the person sent me that's just called like silly, happy, fun, something that doesn't alienate back and doesn't share what my opinion is. And then I'll just say that something is usually pretty stupid or silly. Whoa. While I'm talking about silly, happy, fun, I did just Google unicorn meme, Andrew. And um, just to let you know, the unicorn meme is a slang meaning in the gay community. It refers to a bisexual woman who sleeps with heterosexual couples. So maybe you shouldn't be texting that to people as your, as your uh, response. What do you think? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It sounds kind of fun. Let's say maybe it again. That should be. Okay. It says, hold on. Bisexual on. woman who sleeps with heterosexual couples. couples. So do you have to be a bisexual woman to send it? Or is that me <laughs> inviting? So like the person that sent me the text that with the Trumpkin, if he sends that to me, am I saying maybe you're a bisexual woman? So was I inviting a menage? Maybe. I don't know if you know what you're getting into with these texts. So what is the mom code of what you're supposed to do when you get one of these texts though? So I I, want to understand, like I was saying a minute ago that when I grew up, a big thing my mother always used to say to me is, what does Emily Post say? Because if you don't know, Emily Post wrote all the the book. The book. There's actually a book about the guide of how you're supposed to have manners. Like it's all How about- you're supposed to set the table, where the forks are supposed to go. How are you supposed to sit in your chair? How, what you're supposed to do is hostess gifts, what you're supposed to do on the holidays, how you're supposed to tip your doorman. Like, what are you supposed to do? And I said to you a few weeks ago, I was like, I asked the Yenta Council because my mother and her group of friends, I think they've really replaced Emily Post for me. And I go to them and I say to them, what should we do? But I'm a little concerned because my mother and her friends don't really, they're not tech savvy. So we're talking about text right now. Like I was reading a meme earlier today that was like um, um, when they say certain text messages, it has different meanings when you're in the elderly. Well, my mom's not elderly, but she's going to be very mad when I say that. She's very young. She's She's still 39. uh, It's kind of interesting. My mother was just asking me if I, after, after, COVID if I would want to go um, jump out of a plane with her. So I guess I'm the elderly one here. That's really what's going on. But my mother's not, she's not a tech person. Like she does her email once every year. So like- I actually have to text her to read her email and she'll say, is it Thursday yet? All right. So anyway, the point that I'm trying to get at though, is that you shouldn't be going to my mom and asking her what the proper response is on a meme or Yenta council who don't. So I want to know in mom code, that's kind of what I'm asking. Moms are like the texters. Like I feel like when I was young, my sister was on the phone 24 seven. Now my wife is on the texting 24 seven. Guys, have you ever noticed that the girl thumbs are like the fastest moving part of their body? Like they're like ninjas where their thumbs, (laughs) they can, text so fast like i'm like lauren did you would you write back and she starts reading to me it's like a, a 
paragraph, an entire, from me, and I have swiped for texting, I would probably get two words out. And she writes like novels back. So the girls, these moms, they, they, they communicate with a text. I don't even think they use email. They're just texting machines. Well, they empower each other. They empower each other to stick up for what they think is right. Just like these Utah moms, this whole group was started. Well, I want to get to the Utah moms, but I want to understand first, Lauren, and you still haven't answered me. I get this Trumpkin thing. I get this thing that says, if you were driving alone in your car with a mask on, you don't need a Biden bumper sticker. We already know who you are. You get something that's clearly meant to, number one, trigger you to fight, trigger you to agree. What do you do? Like, when they're a coworker, what is the mom response? The... Mom response is typically more superficial in that sense. They'll do fun emojis, some drink emojis, some LOLs, some ha-has. I personally wouldn't want to engage in a fight. As I said, I'm a peaceful person. There are some moms that really want to, you know, you'll see these wars on Facebook of them going back and forth. But before you listen to the whole mom code, check out this mom code that Lauren's been trying to tell you about from Utah. We read this article and here's they what it says. They don't want schools to be closed. So they're saying to everybody else, do not get your child tested for COVID. Whoa, 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 whoa. So your child has symptoms. And this group of moms pursuant to mom code, they're not telling you to send the kid to school. They say, kids, keep your kid home. That's good. But they say, don't get the kid tested because if the kid gets tested, the contact tracers and the programs are then going to go penetrate the school and about 30 kids are going to have to be at home. And it's not that the moms don't want their kids to be safe. What they don't want is to have to care for their kids. It's kind of interesting. No, they actually say that. Like when you read the article. Well, they're like, saying they're asymptomatic, so they shouldn't have to stay home. They shouldn't have to stay home with their asymptomatic kid. So what they're saying, though, is that the kid that is asymptomatic, that that is, I mean, that's showing symptoms. The kid that's showing symptoms, not the asymptomatic. Keep them home. But don't get them COVID tested because once you do that, springs contact tracers. I think that's what they're saying. Mm -hmm. And it makes other kids that are asymptomatic have to stay home. Most importantly, they said they'll shut the sports down. Back to what we talked about the first part of the leapcast today what happened to empathy just because some kids are asymptomatic doesn't mean they're not asymptomatic spreaders that are spreading to other kids that and i hope you know it's not just immunocompromised people or elderly people that can have adverse impacts from covid like i, I know a lot of people seem to think that but let's assume i was reading an article the other day lauren that said that covid antibodies might attack the body in the future in a negative way for people that are post-COVID as opposed to fending off COVID viruses in the future. I read an article before that said, I read an article before that said, if you're a sports player and you had COVID and you were asymptomatic, you may have breathing and lung problems. And I brought that up. I was at my sister's house the other day and my niece is a college volleyball player and they, she had to get tested. Her, she, she had, had COVID. To get an EKG. She had COVID and they wanted her to go through testing before she could play volleyball again. And the reason why they did that is they said, even if you were asymptomatic, it could have impacted your ability to play sports so what you see with your eyes and what's amazing is these people go oh they're like well if my eyes can't see it it's not true so why do you ever need an x-ray at the doctor's office i want to know why do you ever take someone's temperature you should be able to see don't you have retina scanning eyes to see if your kid has temperature so this segues really really well into a, a big thing for me get your freaking flu shot you dummy go get your freaking flu shot you dummy i got my flu shot Walked in, walked out, CVS, free, wonderful, easy, done, no wait. And I read this article right after I was done, and I thought it was pretty cool. It's from Gizmodo. Here's what it says. 
A flu vaccine may provide some protection against COVID-19, Dutch studies suggest. Wow, I never read that one. And so I said to myself, that makes sense. And then I go to myself, a lot of people are telling me not to get a flu shot. The flu shot's bad, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. There's mercury, there's this, there's that. So I went onto the CDC's website because the CDC actually has information about the flu shot. I just want to read you some quotes from the CDC. While vaccine effectiveness can vary, Recent studies show that flu vaccination reduces the risk of flu illness by between 40 and 60% among the overall population during seasons when most circulating flu viruses are well-matched the flu vaccine. So on average, it's about 50% if you take 40 and 60 and put together. So if you could reduce your odds of getting the flu in half, 50% is half, isn't that what's going on? If you could reduce it in half by getting the flu vaccine, and I want you to know it took me probably... 170 seconds to get the flu vaccine. Like it was like, so the, easy. I walked in, walked out, no big deal, real easy. And I could reduce the flu in half. And as I just told you, it might get rid of some COVID. That's kind of good. And I got more ready. During 2018 to 2019, flu vaccination prevent, prevented an estimated, ready for this? 4.4 million influenza illnesses. 2.3 million influenza-associated medical visits, 58,000 influenza-associated hospitalizations, and 3,500 influenza-associated deaths. This goes back to what I was saying before about my dad getting sick, even though he didn't have COVID. You can have the flu. You can get admitted to the hospital. There might not be hospital staff available to you because the hospitals are overrun by COVID patients. So I'm reading that you should promote flu vaccination at work. And I want to just go into that real quickly because, you know, we care at the Leapcast how current events affect business and real estate. And so first, what I'm telling you is how's the current event of memes during the election that are politically charged affecting business and real estate? How is it affecting your business? What do you do when a coworker responds to you and they send you this meme? What do you do? Then what we said is, can you believe, I just, I, this mind blown, because I would think you go to the mom code. The moms know how to play. The girls just, I watched Mean Girls, and uh, the girls learned from Mean Girls not to have a bad book anymore, right? Isn't that what we learned? You're not allowed, what is it called, the hate book or something like that? I forgot. So uh, uh, you're not allowed to have this anymore, and we learned that. And so I thought they knew how to be polite. But then I listened to the mom code, and the mom code says you should pretend like your kid doesn't have COVID by not getting a COVID test to not track it and spread it everywhere else so maybe we shouldn't listen to the moms i'm back utah moms i'm back to the cdc lauren because the centers for disease control and prevention not only do they give this information that i just told you not only do they give the studies with hyperlinks and cross references so you can read how the studies are performed and they show you how it's tested and how it works not only do they have what's called meta-analyses which are studies of the studies and show you the actual data but they also say that you should promote the vaccinations at the workplace. And they have a whole webpage about hosting a flu vaccination clinic, the benefits for workplace vaccinations. It tells you to employees, it reduces absences due to sickness and doctor visits, improves health, it gives convenience, improves morale. They tell you all this stuff, but I want to tell you as an attorney, I just thought it was good to point out this. You can't require flu vaccinations at work. You can just encourage it. And the reason is because there are people and certain people that shouldn't get vaccinations. They're allergic to disease, to vaccinations otherwise. And you, there's reasons why you don't want to get involved with the American with Disabilities Act and everything else. But what you want to do is create a healthy environment. 
And I think the number one way to deal with disinformation is with information. And I'm going to suggest to you that instead of setting memes about the flu being the devil's work, instead of sending memes, instead of asking the mom code, instead of, as we did on the first segment today, putting your mask under your nose, go with data. And one of my biggest asks of all of you is stop listening to pundits and regurgitating what they say because what we hear people saying is, I don't believe in the media. The media is the devil. Think for yourself. You see this on Facebook and the people say the exact same thing. So clearly they're listening to some media. What we should instead do is we should learn how to read studies. And what we should instead do is learn how to know what the data is. I have a very sophisticated friend that I was with recently, and he was telling me why the flu vaccine doesn't work. And I said, funny, funny that the Centers for Disease Control says it's 40 to 60% effective. And why do they say 40 to 60% effective? They say that because different populations have different amounts of effectiveness dependent dependent on who they're studying, if they're old, if they're young, if they're tall, if they're short. They have all these different studies that they're doing, whether you have a pre-existing issue, whether it's about effective in keeping you out of the hospital, whether it's effective in reducing symptoms. And so each study is specialized into what the study is specialized about. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I think you all have a misnomer. I was reading um, about the, I think Fauci was saying this, about I was reading I was reading about Fauci and he was saying that even the new COVID vaccines, they're not going to get rid of COVID completely. There's no way they're going to get rid of COVID completely. It's going to be a slow process. And what they're saying is even when the vaccines for COVID come out, I'm seeing best estimates of being out at the end of 2021 before we return to normal. These vaccinations aren't foolproof. They're not a machine. For anyone wondering why I'm talking about all this, my background is I have a master's in public health, and I'm concerned that public health data is being politicized. That's like my main thrust on this election that I can't understand for the life of me and why we're politicizing public health data. So someone says to you, I disagree. You can't have an opinion about data. Like you can have a study that disagrees. You can challenge the methodology, but you can't just have a feeling and say, I don't, I don't agree. It doesn't work that way. When you deal with data, the way people do things is in a study, what they have is what's called an abstract. An abstract's the top of the study, and the abstract summarizes everything. Then there's a methodology section, which explains how they collected the data, what their sample size was, and how they went about doing things. Then they have a section called findings, which gives you the numbers and the statistics. Usually they're using SPSS or a software like that and calculating when things are statistically significantly relevant. Then on the bottom, they have something called the conclusion, which is the call to action and the limitations of the study. You got to read the actual study before you agree. I'm asking for a change. I'm asking for a different tomorrow. Tuesday is the election. The Leapcast talks about how Current events affect business and real estate. The Leapcast is sick and tired of hearing about your political infighting. It doesn't change anything. If Trump's going to be the president next or if Biden's going to be the president next, my life is not going to change. And if you think that because Biden's the president, the stock market's going to go down, or if Trump's the president, the stock market's going to go down, or if you think people are like, well, the 1031 exchanges are going to go away. Presidents don't make legislation. You need the Congress to vote. We have a, comp- a complicated government. And yes, Trump being president influences things, and Obama before that influenced things. But at the end of the day, what really influences things is you. It's time to start 
building a bridge with our neighbors. It's time to stop fighting. It's time to start believing in our society again. We are all one America. This is the Leapcast. This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lieb. Find us on social media at Listen to Lieb or visit listentoleap.com. 